Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, you have a two-for-one episode. I had an amazing Instagram live with my friend Kate Kripke all about mom's mental health. And it was such an amazing conversation that, of course, I had to bring it onto the podcast. But since we had this recording, I actually got to go on her platform too. We continued this conversation. Kate asked me specific questions about mental health for mompreneurs and just my specific spot in motherhood. And I just felt the need to share it with you as well. Maybe you'll relate. Maybe you'll hear a new haha, and for sure you're going to get to see Kate in such an amazing light doing what she is meant to do. I'm so excited to share these episodes with you. So first, we'll hop into me interviewing Kate, and then right after, we'll hop into Kate interviewing me. Enjoy. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. I hope you're having a fabulous day. I am noticing that I myself am feeling like slowing down, which if you know me, not always in my wheelhouse. But I'm feeling this need to like slow down and reset and reflect and, and just really tune into myself as this end of the year wraps up. I mean, I'm curious to know if you feel the same way, too. And that's a lot of what our conversation is going to be about today with one of my good friends, Kate. She is an absolute rock star and going to talk to us mental health which I'm fascinated just by the topic in itself, but then she takes it a little deeper by helping moms get their groove back. Kate, I'm so excited for this conversation. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you. Be so good. And I just, I have so many questions for you, but before we hop into it, I would love for you to kick it off with one to two sentences on the mom and entrepreneur side of your life so that everybody can get to know you a little bit better. Totally. So I am a mom of all 16 next month, which is crazy. Um, I run the Postpartum Wellness Center, which is a clinic here in Boulder that supports early maternal pregnancy and postpartum re- related maternal mental health. I started that about 15 years ago. So I run that and see clients there. And then I'm also right now taking my maternal mental health work out of the therapy space and into this bigger space to encourage more of us moms to sort of focus on what I'm calling everyday maternal mental health so that we don't get to that point where we're burnt out and overwhelmed and what it looks like to take really good care of our brains and our emotions and our minds so that we can move through life the way we want to and to show up for our kids the way we want to. It's so important and we are in a mastermind together. And yesterday yes. we were both on a call and we were both in hot seats and yes. you were right before me. And it was crazy because what I wanted to talk about was exactly what you were talking about with your business. And just, if I have any other toddler moms out there, maybe you can relate to me, but it's been an interesting time in my life. And, and I'd really love for us to talk about, you know, mompreneurship in general. And I have some questions for you, but I think Women in my space of, of having toddlers, and I'm sure it gets harder when the kids grow up, I feel the sense, like you said, of depletion. Yes. I finally had two full days of me time this weekend, and my husband and I have that in our schedules. We had me time. But it was the first time for me that 
I really felt like my cup got fully filled back up and I was like me. Yes. And it's just, it's crazy. And didn't realize how on E I was until I got that space and that time. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about, because I think that this experience I was having that you were articulating on the call yesterday and how you're helping women mm-hmm. is what maternal mental health is, but I've never heard the words except for from you. So can we start with the yeah. definition of that? And also to help me know I'm not alone in this yeah. like crazy yeah. motherhood space. And and then I want to take it from there of like, how do we get our groups back? Because yeah. that is like literally verbatim what I was thinking about. And then that was, of course, what you started talking about. It's so good. So first of all, maternal mental health is just encapsulating. What does it mean to be mentally healthy while we are mothers, <laughs> right? So that's so sort forever. of forever. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this, which you know so well, is because maternal mental health and child mental health are intimately connected, right? We can't show up as those kind of consistent, secure moms, parents that we want to be for our kids when we're not well, right? So what it doesn't mean is that we feel happy and good all the time, right? What it doesn't mean is that we're Zen mamas. We do not need to be Zen mamas to be mentally well. So we can take out the guilt and the shame and the burden for feeling irritable, and feeling at the end of our rope. That is not what we're talking about. But what I really want to get clear for myself too, although it does show up differently with teenagers than it did with toddlers, but it's sort of the same work, right? Okay. Is like, am I in a place where I have the capacity to take care of my nervous system so that when life is stressful and when things are overwhelming, I can move through those moments with relative ease. I don't have to be perfect. I might lose my patience. I might feel like I'm about to burst, right? But what do I do in those moments to get myself back to stability so that I don't burst over and over and over again, right? So it's less about, it actually, it's so interesting. In my work, I talk so much about mental wellness does not mean feeling good all the time. It means being willing to not feel good So first we have to accept those moments and then know how to actually feel those feelings and have them move through us so that we can move on to something else rather than getting stuck in those moments of stress. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So much gold. Whether you have have toddlers or teenagers, the moments of stress come and come and come. They, we can't control, we try to control that, which makes us feel more crazy. We can't control that, but we can. We can learn how to come back to this so that we can move through those moments with more ease. It's so beautiful. And of course, of course, you said the word capacity, which was the exact word that came to me after my me time this weekend. And I was like, oh, I want to do a whole podcast episode on capacity. And it sounds to me like when you learn these skills and these tools to essentially get us back to center is is what I'm hearing is bring ourselves back to center, even in the crazy moments, even when, you know, your toddler or your teenager is screaming in your face and telling you all the things and saying all the things. It's like, how do we bring ourselves back to center and not lose ourselves in the process too, right? I mean, I know I find myself doing that sometimes. And so talk to me about how, 
I, I want to know about some ideas and some tools of what can bring us back to center. And then I want to know the flip side of that, of how that increases or frees up some capacity to, to be in center and to be fully ourselves. So let's hit on some tools or examples of like, how do, how do we do it? Like help us, Kate. <laughs> yeah, it's, so good. it's so good. So here's what, what doesn't work. We're, you and I've been here a thousand and one times. What doesn't work is trying to control toddler or the teenager's emotions. That doesn't work, right? When I hear you talk about coming back to self, I really hear you talking about learning how to understand and have the vocabulary to describe what's happening for us in that moment mm-hmm. and to take responsibility for taking care of ourselves in that moment of discomfort. What we're trained to do as moms by society and stereotyping culture is to take care of what's happening for our kid in that moment, right? And talk about losing ourselves, right? We, we have this idea that good moms are all about their children. Like there's no room for self in that definition. So I'm so adamant about saying, okay, we got to bring ourselves back. We have to come back into the picture of mothering so that we can be steady. So honestly, what it looks like is feeling the bottom of our feet on the floor. It looks like taking a deep breath. It looks like being like, you know what? Before I come do that thing to take care of you, I'm going to do one thing to take care of myself. Drink some water, eat a snack. It's like the tiny things so that by eight o'clock in the evening, when our kids maybe are finally asleep, we're not at the end of our rope. We might be tired and we might be able to be like, I was freaking super mom today. But if we're doing those smaller things that have to do with our thoughts and our choices that come back to taking care of ourselves, we're building resilience throughout the day. Does that make sense? Oh my God. So beautiful. Go go ahead. I want to keep getting across this. They're actually not. They're very simple. But we have Mm -hmm. to change our mindset and give ourselves permission to be like, I feel my heat rising before I tend to whatever's happening over there. I got to, I got to take care of myself, which means we have to be willing to not feel good. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that is just such a mic drop there because when the first, my gut reaction, when you said I have to stop and take care of myself first is the conditioning of the mom guilt. Like I have to take care of me before my child. Like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But hearing you say it so clearly of, well, it's a mindfulness thing that you're doing. It's a two-second thing. It's not, oh, I'm going to go sit on the couch and watch an episode of Gilmore Girls to settle myself down and then I'll go deal with the thing. It's feeling my feet on the ground. It's taking a deep breath. It's doing some type of mindfulness activity to center yourself in two seconds to move on. And I think that's so beautiful and such a mindset shift for me because if I would have heard that before, I would have just been like, oh, well, I got to help them, you know? And it's yeah, right. Like, and it doesn't serve them for me to help them in that space. That's right. I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, when we are right here in the moment right now, we're always okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That, so when I say I've trained myself 75 times throughout the day, I, I feel the bottom. I literally can't tra- have trained my attention to go to the bottom of my foot because that reminds me, oh, I'm here right now, November 30th, 310, 2022, right? I'm not, I'm not five years ahead where I picture my kids having no friends and them being dead, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm not going back to that really 
awful thing I said to my partner or my friend or my child early. I'm like right here, right? So a lot of it has to do with like training our thoughts to come back to the moment. It can slow everything down. Everything's okay. Even if our kid is screaming or if we're have a lot on our plate. See how we both just slowed down in our talking for a moment? We're like, oh. Because as moms, we're like 25 steps ahead all the time. No wonder mm-hmm. we're burnt out at 8 o'clock at night, right? Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, mom, mompreneurs, this whole community is all like that extra, like to the 10th degree because we're high achievers, overachievers. We're all alert. I think everybody can be in my group of we're recovering perfectionists. We're trying yeah. to understand like how to lean more into the feminine and do more of the energy. And then we're reconditioning and, and learning how to break down all of these different conditions from society or family trying to change that narrative for, for our kids. Cause I know we have the, the common theme of it's not what's taught. It's what's caught with our kids. And so like, you know, not only does doing this work help you be better in this moment, but we know that it's helping our kids be better for themselves. And obviously our businesses, it helps that too. And so it's just such a bigger ecosystem than the other added benefit of in that moment, you're not losing your mind and you're not ready to the other day, I, I must admit that I went through Sophia's bedtime song very quickly to get her down because I was about to lose it and I almost didn't make it the bedtime. So <laughs> this reminder in itself is, is so good. And it sounds like a lot of the work is that mindfulness and that reconditioning that you're really helping moms through. And, and I love that. And the last thing I'd love to know is that transformation. So the women that work with you, they come in and they're probably like me, like just kind of burnt out and, and missing that old person they used to be and maybe catching themselves getting a little frustrated and know that's not them. And so talk to us about what that other side looks like when they come out on the other end and they've started to do this mindfulness and start to recondition those old patterns. What's, what do you see happen? How does it change their life? Yeah. So most of us, when we're running around, running businesses or working and raising kids and cater, you know, tending to partnerships and all that stuff, our nervous system is up here, which means that we're actually functioning from a place of fight and flight, right? So the part of our brain, I'm sort of a neuroscience nerd, the part of our brain this. that is driving the car is our limbic brain, reptilian brain, yeah. not executive functioning frontal cortex, which is what we need to be running businesses and problem solving when our kids need something. And trying to figure out what do I even need to even know what do I need in this moment to feel better, right? So what I help moms do is to understand, okay, before you figure all that out, you have to come back. We have to come back to ourselves. When we do that, usually through some mindfulness type thing, right, to come back to the moment. We quiet this part of our brain, we turn on this part of our brain, and now the rest of it is actually much easier. So the simple and magic truth of this, which you know so well because we've been immersed in this, in this mastermind, is that when we come back to ourselves, everything else flows. Everything else is easier, including managing a screaming toddler or a teenager, or whatever it is, right? So what the transformation is, is like magic, which is suddenly more patience, more time, more 
You know, what I say to folks often is when I'm feeling loving, I can't help but give love away. When I'm feeling patient, I can't help but be patient with my kids. When I'm feeling creative, I can't help but come up with creative ideas. It just comes. There's not, it's effortless, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not that I, I mean, of course, mothering is hard. Being a mom is hard. There's no, cannot debate that. And we have to accept that and understand our messiness and our imperfection. It's okay to not get it right all the time. And usually the reason it feels so hard is because we're going about it the wrong way. We're going outward first. And when we come back here and we learn strategies for brain health, when we learn strategies for how to work with our thoughts and move that negative thinking out of the way, when we learn strategies for slowing down in mindfulness, when we learn strategies for really understanding how to feel feelings in a productive way so that they move. You probably know this, but feelings move in 90 seconds when we let them move. When we learn all of those skills, then the rest is not that hard. It might be inconvenient and uncomfortable and the pain in the ass, but it's not as effortful trying to figure all that stuff out from a place of deficient. So it's just shifting the perspective and the mindset like this much. What we see is more joy, more fun with our kids, more feelings of connection with our kids, more space and time because we're not trying to control all of this. We can't control anymore, right? And all of a sudden we have all this time on our hands. We find, we find that our kids respond better to us because that exchange of nervous system energy is settled. Our kids show up with more ease and, and kind of, you know, manageable energy because we're providing that and they feed off that. So literally everything feels easier. It's kind of like magic. I was going to say, it's like a mic drop right there. I mean, I, I just think it's so beautiful. And that point is such a key point of moving the negative thinking, because if you're a mom, you can raise your hand in the comment and let us know it happens. And then you're like, I don't want this to be here. Go away, go away. But sometimes it feels trapped. And so I just think it's so beautiful amongst all the other things that you're doing that you're helping us learn how to let go of control, fellow control freak, trying to not be bad anymore. <laughs> and so to know that I can let go of control and in doing that, I'd find space and ease. Oh, that's a magical thought. Magical and thought. I might actually say to you that it's, I think most of us do not like the idea of letting go of control. Like that's a really... But what we're actually doing is actually learning to control the things that we can control. So it's like, it's stopping trying to control the things that are going to keep us feeling out of control because they're not in our control and being like, oh, I'm going to put all that effort towards this thing I actually can control. And look at that. I feel more in control. And now my nervous system settles. And for you and and all of us who are mompreneurs who are working and do it's also I want to be clear not about being less productive because I think many of us like to be productive but it's how can we be productive and stay sane at the same time how can we provide and nurture and give to our kids the way we inherently want to and not become depleted when we do that so it's not it's actually not about asking anyone to change their goals or what they want. It's actually just saying, oh, if we come back here first, that stuff is more accessible to us, right? Oh my gosh. It's absolute gold, Kate. I just absolutely love it. So 
talk to us for everybody who's listening who obviously just fell in love with you and is like, I need help letting go of control and the negative thinking and like learning about maternal mental health, which again, I think it's just such an interesting point. We hear the mental health conversation a lot, but talking specifically to moms, I think is so important. Tell them what is their next step? Where can they go? They can obviously come to go to your page, but what else are you doing, hosting? How can they get the support? They yeah. Need? First, I want to just offer a little takeaway, which is to ask yourself, you can do it too. Ask yourself, what three things do I know that I need to be mentally well enough? And these three things are like tangible, right? I need to be outside. I need to eat healthy food. I need time with my friends. I need to move my body. I need downtime. I need alone time. I need rest. I need to read a good book. I need to shower. Whatever three things. And those three things become your non-pharmaceutical prescription for mental well-being. They're non-negotiable. And so the question is, how do you begin to ask for whatever support you need to, to access those things and to understand that by doing those things for yourself, you are taking care of your kids. You're doing them in service of your kids. We're doing them in service of our kids because then when we show up, we have more to give, right? So that's the bigger question rather than just take a deep breath. We got to turn that around and be like, oh, no, when I feel good, I have more for my kids. So what do I need to do to feel good, right? I mm -hmm. have um, an Instagram feed, Kate Kripke, where we'll make sure people, have, I, I give lots of little tips and strategies on that feed often. My website, katekripke.com. I have a podcast, Motherhood Uncut, where we talk about a lot of the things that no one wants to talk about in motherhood to just normalize and validate and be like, we are momming together here. So let's stop mm -hmm. feeling so alone and bring all the crap to the table. And then also think through how do we move that stuff out of the way so that we can feel better. That's what that podcast is about. I wrote a book right here called Reinventing Supermom that's now available on Amazon. And I have this course that I'm launching in January, which is a 12-week course. And it's really a container and holding for moms who are ready to get out of their own way, just like we're talking about, and step into that way of being that we have all the data and science. And that course will be teaching some strategies, but we'll also be having important conversations and holding space. And um, really, my, my expectation is that anyone who joins that course will come out after 12 weeks with a set already some momentum, right? Some new habits and some new ways of thinking and setting the momentum to then continue to feel um, the way we need to feel. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely brilliant. I love all the resources that you have. And I'm just so grateful to have had you here and have this conversation and to continue to have it. This is obviously just the beginning of our collaborating. And I just so appreciate you, Kate. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. And I love these conversations. And we will do more of these on your platform and mine. Thank you for everything you're doing. I think it's for all of us that are trying to figure out this crazy mom work life stuff <laughs> really hard. So thank you for being such a guide for all of us in that too. Really. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you everybody for watching and we will chat with you later. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey friends. I am jumping on today with a really good friend and a powerhouse mom named Megan Moran. Megan Moran is a working mom who supports working moms. And I am really wanting to come on here onto this platform um, and have many, many conversations with other moms just like you and me 
who are really brave enough to talk about what their mothering journey is and what it means to mother and what it means to mother when we're doing it in a way that feels good to us and what it means to mother in a way where we're doing it, where we feel like, you know, that feeling can't keep up and we're always behind and we're beating ourselves up. As most of you know, I am on a real mission to change the narrative around good mothering and what we think of, what we conceptualize when we think of like those good moms out there and how like all of us want to feel like a good mom. So really changing that narrative to move away from the doing. Ah, good moms say these things to their kids. Good moms support um children in these ways. Good moms get their kids in these after-school programs. Good moms uh, show up for their kids and drive them to soccer, right? To get out of that mindset that actually gets us depleted and lost and disconnected with ourselves and get back into a mindset where we are actually thinking about who we need to be inside, who we want to be, who we need to be inside, and what it looks like to provide ourselves with those things so that we actually can mother the way we want to. And I think this is a concept that's not typical, right? We get pregnant or maybe we adopt a baby and we bring a baby home and suddenly all of our focus goes on to our kids. I have two teenage daughters, as I think you guys know, and I'm about to turn 50. And it's quite amazing, actually, how uh, my deepest sense of well-being really didn't kick into gear until I began to think about what it meant for me to be happy and full and alive and well. And when I focused back on myself, the mothering pieces actually began to get easier. So as mentioned, I'm having Megan on today to talk to us a little bit about her mothering journey. She has two smaller kids and what it looks like for her to be um, parenting and mothering while she's also an entrepreneur. And I think this is something that many of us, um, that many of us struggle with or try to figure out how to, you know, make those things happen. Oh, she's here. Here I am. The two things about life. One is that I'm like talking to my face and that feels really awkward. And two, the part is always okay. a little tricky for me. I'm going to turn off my heater because it's cold here in Boulder and I have the heater on and off all day. Maggie, I'm blanket on my lap. Don't worry. You're not alone. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for jumping on with me today. Oh, thank you for having me, Kate. I'm so excited to get to talk. I know. Likewise, I got to jump on your Instagram live. And today <laughs> I really wanted to, as you know, from our sort of back and forth before pick your brain a little bit and kind of get inside the Megan that we are looking at. You know what I mean? You know, happens mothering. We like see these moms out there and we make all these assumptions and all these stories and kind of like get inside with you today Mm -hmm. a little bit and hear a bit about your mothering journey. Obviously, we don't have limitless time. So (laughs) the parts that you want to let us know. And I'm particularly interested in like, has it been what you expected? Why or why not? What feels kind of the hardest and how you move through those? And you're kind of, the term self-care gets so overused, but I want us to pull it right. 
And I really want you, before we wrap up today, to let everyone know what you are doing professionally, because I think you and I share a goal in wanting to support yeah. mothers and we come at it from different places, but I want to make sure people know where to find you. There's oh, you're the sweetest. Tell us about you as a mom and, yeah. and your kind of entry into motherhood. Could we start there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, if we want to like really get into the story of, of how motherhood really came to be, I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Uh -huh. um, I actually started my first business when I was 18 because I'm a third generation mom entrepreneur, mompreneur, as we call it. Sure. And I saw my mom being present and productive. Like she was there for all of my volleyball games and all the things with school. But then she still had her own business. She was following her own dreams and passions. And she, my dad was involved, but she was a single mom. And yeah. so she really did it all. So I was like, all right, our family model was do what you love and the money will come. And I knew I wanted to be a mom. So I started my business with that in mind. I'll have a long runway from 18. I'm going to have a long runway until I plan on having kids so I can make it a well-oiled machine so that the time my kids are here, I could be super present, which we could all laugh because like that's, we want more of a balance. We want more of both things. But sure. that was my 18-year-old mind. So I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Actually, my name in high school was mom. So I was recently... Uh, uh, Wait, what do you I mean your name was mom? Like that's what people like, called you? That's what people called me, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like my friend just got married Bernal? and you yeah. had like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I was on a volleyball team and so I would just take care of everybody and so they would just call me mom my friend got married back in May and like I was her maid of honor and it was just everybody was there was like mom 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 and their moms are turning around very confused so it's just kind of always been um who I am and so yeah we we got married uh the kind of crazy part of our story is that I broke my ankle and because of that a lot of health things happened and then lo and behold we were pregnant and you're kind of going to plan a year later. So we fell into exactly what we wanted. Um, we miscarried and learned a lot and realized we really wanted to be parents. And so then Jack came along. And yeah. so we had Jack and we loved parenthood and I'm an only child. And so when Jack was nine months old, the day the pandemic hit, found out we were pregnant with Sophia, which was also my birthday. <laughs> wow. So wow. it happened in 2020. And um, yeah, Sophia was born November of 2020. Three days later, we all got COVID, just typical 2020 kind of stuff, including a three-day-old and an 18-month-old. And um, that was really how our, our journey into parenthood came. And we're happy with two. Two is good for us. <laughs> so, Megan, it's really interesting. And, um, you know, you're, you, of course, we have to condense this into enough time, right? So you're condensing it. You're, you're talking about the early entrepreneurship you had, and you're talking about this marriage to this great guy that you're in love with and you talk about getting pregnant and then you talk about having a miscarriage and then you talk about having a baby and then you talk about having another baby soon after and then you talk about getting COVID. So I just want to like note that while your voice is cheerful and while you're really clearly in love with your role as mom, there's a lot in there that is deeply painful and confusing and overwhelming and challenging. And as you know, so much of my work is like, okay, we can't skip, you know, our, 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 our goal is to feel good, no doubt. Our goal is yeah. to feel good in mothering and really find the things that, that sort of we connect with. Not everyone connects with the same parts of mothering, but like but to have that feeling, yes, I love this. We want moms to feel that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of crap in there to get there, right? Yes. So I guess 
particularly curious if you would just take a moment. We don't, we won't spend long here, but I think it's really mm -hmm. valuable. You're out of that cluster. Mm -hmm. Your kids are still young, but they're a little yeah. older. We're no longer actively in a pandemic. What, what was helpful for you in moving through those pretty intense experiences that you're describing? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And I feel like part of my mom brain has blocked a lot of it yeah. out. Yes. But one thing that I will say, and you know, I think Sophia was maybe, so our youngest was maybe like six months old when we started this, but we started me time nights where we say, so Wednesday night is my me time night. Thursday night is Collins. So tonight he'll have his me time. And then Saturday morning is my me time morning and Sunday is his. And so when they were like really little like that, it was something where we could say, here's the monitor you're on duty and we can go each do our thing. My, my husband loves to play disc golf. You know, in the summer, he wants to play regular golf or just go on hikes and things like that. Yeah. I like to go with my grandma and go to the spa or meet somebody for breakfast or just chill and take a walk. Yeah. And so that was something that like in the tough times, it was kind of like we could go back to the old versions of ourselves. And so that's uh, one thing, you know, I'm, I'm a big bath person too. So even on the nights and the times it wasn't my me time and I'm up in the middle of the night and, you know, you're dealing with sick kids and all the things. That was something that always like brought me back to center and also was beautiful because it allowed me to disconnect. You know, I theoretically shouldn't have my phone with me, but, um, but yeah, so those are a couple of things that like immediately come to mind. And a lot of it too, I feel like I've probably blacked out. Well, it's, it's, it's so, it's so spot on, right? Because we do, I mean, we are, our humans are, are sort of built for resilience, right? We are built to like blend in and find what's happening to be quote unquote normal at some point in our, in our nervous system. So that, I guess that's a blessing and a curse, right? We get used to being things being hard, but after a while they stop feeling so hard sometimes because it's mm -hmm. just what we know at the same time we're really good at like blocking out the really painful things and sometimes that's useful and sometimes that's not so useful but our brains mm -hmm. do that right so that makes some sense and I heard you say when you jumped on here that you come from a family it sounds to me like you had a model of a mom who really showed you from the get-go in experience what it's like to be a mom or have a mom who's really making time for her own love, her own work, her own pleasure, her own time outside of mothering. And I think that's, you know, not always the case for moms. Yeah. Like did that beautifully from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I, I truly believe in that phrase of it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. I mean, that's my lived experience. I am the living proof of that. And so that's something that I'm very mindful of. And we're very vocal about our me times in particular. And another thing that as, you know, we're talking this through, like definitely mindfulness in the terms of listening to my kids' laughter or hugging my child as I was putting her to sleep or, you know, yeah. little things like that made those moments, even though they were tough. It's also like, the duality of all of these moments in one minute it's tough and in the next moment you know it's not going to last forever and so I think there is the hardness but then there's the sweetness in it too that I I choose to always lean more into the sweetness than I do the hardness because I know it's not going to last and we know we've had the conversations of the contrast provides that uh, ability to see the sweetness so I think yeah I, when I say I block things out I had a great model to show me all that's possible which is huge and also, I, I like to to choose the more positive 
outside for myself. And maybe that's a coping mechanism, but no, I actually think it's wise. I mean, I think we all, I mean, life is duality, right? We don't right. just get one. And I think that this sort of, it's like such a bold and, right? The hard and being willing to feel the hard because it's wisdom teaching us how to get back on track is really important. We don't get to skip over that. But we do have a choice. And it sounds like you're sort of describing this really amazing model where you just had learned by inheriting this from your own mom to choose to put your attention on the things that feel good. And of course, there's plenty in motherhood that feels good. There's plenty that doesn't feel good. There's also plenty that does feel good. And it sounds like you just sort of naturally, again, because it was inherited, had that capacity and that willingness and that that sort of determination to choose the things that felt good. I think that's so healthy. It's mm-hmm. so, it can be hard to do for some people, but such a great, what great modeling for your own kids. That, that's my goal. That's my goal in everything. If I ever hear them say anything to the contrary, I'll be like, I'll stop everything I'm doing. I want to make sure that, you know, everything that I'm learning, I saw the other day, this um, post that was saying like, our parents, their ceiling is our floor. And, you know, it's our job to kind of keep, building upon each other and my mom's doing mindset work as well and so we have great conversation yeah I'm very grateful my dad's always been in this mindset space and he's an entrepreneur as as well almost everybody in my family runs their own business so we have already that shared language Um, but my mom and and my dad to be able to have these conversations that this is how we're doing things differently and this is what I notice and if I can clean my mindset up and myself then I can make my life better for my kids and they can be better. They don't have to scrub as much off. I like to think of it like barnacles. And so if they don't have to clean as many barnacles off the boat as I do, then they'll have their own, but maybe it won't be so bad, you know? Uh, it's so good. That's so beautifully stated. So let's let's talk about entrepreneurship for a minute, yeah. okay? Because I think I really want to get inside your head and heart around that. Like, tell us what the what it looks and feels like for you to be a mom who's also an entrepreneur, aka a mompreneur, as you call it, and as your sort of business is called. Talk to us about that. Tell us about that experience and what what you love, what works, what's hard. Really bring us in. Yeah. You know, I think it is for the right people, the best gift out there because you get to live your life exactly how you want to. I mean, in this day and age, you can take literally any idea. There are, you know, 10 million different business models, so many different ways that you could take your idea and turn it into, you know, something that works for you, something that makes you money, something that you love. And you're not stuck in a traditional corporate structure where you're told you have to work 40, 60, 80 hours a week. You make your own schedule. And so that's what I love about it is like, I can do exactly what I want day in and day out. And that for me means that that I can be around for my kids in all of those moments. We also, we always talk about present and productive. And so that's what I see entrepreneurship being is this vehicle to be present with my kids and around for all of those moments, but productive and purposeful and have an impact in my life. And the other beauty of that is that it's uncapped. My husband is a co-founder in this business now. This is my second business. Um, And so we really wanted to do this together and he recently had, you know, his review and got his raise and he's doing really well at his job. But he also was like, it's a big realization that this is capped and the work that we could do and the impact that we can make together, not only 
unlocks abundance of wealth for us. But it's even more than that. It's the amount of people we can have and then the freedom we get to have where we can go to the zoo in the morning together as a family and then work in the afternoon and, and take shifts. And so that's what we love about it is last night we were walking home from dinner and we were having a conversation about schooling and and we don't think that we're going to go the traditional route. And my major actually in college was entrepreneurship, which is so cool that that even like started so totally. when I was in school. And so, yeah, we're, we're just thinking differently. And that's the cool thing about the entrepreneurship space. And what we eventually want to create is the young entrepreneur school where it is entrepreneurial learning and experiential learning and, and project based. And so that's kind of a, a greater forecast. But being able to live this life gives you that opportunity, in my opinion. It is such a creative life. I mean, that's what I hear you saying. Like you're, you're, you've created this entrepreneurial parenting. I mean, obviously, we're, you know, it's like they're separate, but not separate, right? But way yeah. both an entrepreneur and a mom, it's all, it's, it really sounds to me like it's lit. You came to the table with this clearly, but it, it's like all lit up creativity, which is fun, right? Yes. And we, we can lose ourselves in it and we don't get feel stuck and burdened. And it's, um, yeah, it's really awesome. I would love, just because my guess is that anyone listening to this at this point would be like, but what, what is she, what is her business she started? So can you talk to us about what it is that you're doing? Yes. Yeah. So the company is called the Mompreneur Guide. And like I said, we're all about helping mompreneurs be present and productive. So we do everything that we can to help you do that. We've done everything under the sun from coaching. We have our podcast. And right now, the two biggest projects we're working on are our book and our TV shows. And so we're super excited about those to just share first with the TV shows, the possibility of mompreneurship and how it's so much closer than you think it is and Mm. so much more in reach than you might have thought. And our book is going to be an A to Z guide to mompreneurship. So it is going to walk you through whether you're starting, scaling, simplifying, streamlining, wherever you are in business. It's going to have um, just all the tools that you need, as Mm -hmm. well as profiles from amazing mompreneurs who are specific in the different niches of what we're talking about to help guide you along the way. So we're really excited about those projects. Um, We're also building up our community even more with a mompreneur directory. So if you're a mompreneur, you can get visible, get your name on there. And doing more like community networking events. Connection is something that I just love. I love connecting people and, and ideas. And so we love to get women together to say like, hey, what are you working on? Who can we send your way? Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's the gist of our whole sphere over here. So good. You know, as you know, my focus is, you know, mental well-being. And there are two things you just spoke to that I want to, hi- three things actually that I want to highlight back. One is community, right? It, it is really being a part of a community network of some sort is so important for our mental well-being, right? We are social, emotional beings and mothering is really isolating, right? So I just love that you're offering this real virtual holding space for moms to connect with other moms who are also entrepreneurs. It's like priceless, right? I want to go back to the creative piece. You know, I, I can't remember if we talked about this on your platform, but Um, play is an anecdote to depression, right? And so in the maternal mental well-being world is what are you doing for fun? And fun, big quotes, it can look different for everybody, right? But there is a way in which you're really, I think, helping moms figure out what what can you do for a living and get paid to do where you can also be a mom at the same time and enjoy it, find the play and the creativity in it. So amazing. 
right? Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that comes to me that I hadn't thought of until you were talking is this idea of purpose, right? We know that this is a huge generalization, not the case for everybody, but um, most often when women don't have anything to focus on outside of their children, they are much more likely to become burnt out, right? Burnout is a real deal. And it was a big thing that happened during the pandemic. And and this idea of like, wait a second, you can have both. You can love on your kids and take them to the zoo in the morning and be present and have this thing you're also doing that's yours, right? Where you can pour yourself into and meet other women who are also doing their own businesses and and have that sort of release, relief valve from mothering, mothering yeah. is, and be all consuming. And one of the sort of, again, I'll use that word, anecdotes to burnout is having something else outside of your job at Mm -hmm. home, any job that you can focus on. So I just had never really been like, oh, right. It's all mental well-being focused, this mompreneur thing, right? I, yeah, I love what you're saying and I, and I couldn't agree more. And I laugh and chuckle when you're saying the fun thing, because my realization, you know, we're in a mastermind together, you know, what our hot seats have been yep. like and, and yep. what mine have been like lately. And I got to this point where I was feeling frustrated in business. Like, obviously it's not always easy. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. And, and I try to turn it around quickly, but I was feeling frustrated in the business of kind of where I want to go next and where I feel I could best support. And I had to stop myself and be like, why am I so frustrated? Am I even having fun anymore? Uh, and I said to myself, I need to just be making decisions based on what's fun. And I actually created a container that's going to start in January. It's going to be an intensive, all about having more fun in your business so you can be energized and enjoy your life more. Because I just think we get stuck in these ruts of the shoulds and the hows and exactly what you're saying. We burn ourselves out and and we forget, like, what's the real point, the intentionality behind it all. And we can always, in entrepreneurship specifically, choose the thing that's fun, choose the thing that is exciting, which is a beautiful freedom that this platform offers. So I love that you said that. And again, what a model to our kids, right? That you, you can both be working hard and having fun and enjoying it at the same time. And I think that's really, I'm all about modeling for our kids, as you know, because we're raising the next generation of entrepreneurs, right? Leaders or whatever it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Megan, I have like a uh, logistical problem solving question for you. Okay. So for, for mompreneurs, I think in my, I think the assumption or I'm imagining that many moms are thinking, okay, I'm working from home, right? I'm, starting and running a business from home. And maybe I have an office outside the home I go to, but I think that's one of the benefits is that like, ah, what does it look like in your life? And I'm looking for both challenges and wins, right? I want to hear where the struggles are and also where the successes are. Uh, Getting work done with two little people, right? Your kids are little. And so can you speak to that for us for a minute? Yeah, so... One thing that I I did at the beginning of the business was I had this thing called like the three S's to mompreneur with ease. And those were strategy, support, and self-care. And I view them like pillars on a bridge and you're standing on the top. And when you feel like unstable and like, what the heck is going on? It's spiraling out. You can kind of look down and say, oh, you know, haven't had my self-care this week. Don't have the right business strategy or the support is where this comes into play for me. So Having my kids at home, I personally have gone under so many different iterations of childcare. 
But I have realized I need to work when it's work time and mom when it's mom time. And so I came back into from my maternity leave and into this business. And we luckily had a nanny who came three days a week for five hours in the afternoon. So I like mm. got my kids down for their naps. She was amazing. Then she had to leave. So then we struggled again. And so then I had to work in the evenings because I just couldn't get personally, couldn't get work done mm. and feel like I was giving it my 100 mm. percent when I had the kids around. So then I was doing the wake up at five and do work and then get the kids and be on mom duty and then do work at night. And and that burnout just happened. Yeah, so that's like around the clock working, right? Yep. Yeah, oh, no yeah. break. So that personally didn't work for me either. So then eventually we had them in daycare and that worked for a little bit. And then I found that our philosophies didn't match up. So that was a whole new learning curve. We actually just went through this. Uh, our daughter's last day in preschool was last week. Or daycare. And so we just pulled her. So now my kids are home again. Yeah. So basically the month of December, it's worked out well. And that it's the holidays. I feel like this need to kind of reflect, reflect and go inward and, and work on the book. And so I'm really kind of slowing down, which is part of the beauty of entrepreneurship was we have the ability to, to move that throttle. Um, and now we're trying out a new childcare option uh, in the new year where we're going to have somebody come like two, an hour and a half to two hours. Um, as many days a week as we need. So the biggest thing that I've learned that is a major struggle for me because I am an overachiever, high achiever, recovering perfectionist, all of these things has been that like, I thought I would make one childcare decision and we'd be good. And not only have my children's needs changed from three months old to two years old now, like that was when childcare started, but like my needs have changed and what I've needed and these situations have changed. And so I'm just learning like, it's a process. Whatever I pick now, three months later might not be the right thing. It's okay. That's okay. So I think the struggle is that you need support and coverage. Also, I'm very fortunate. My husband, he works for another company, but he's always home. So like right now he could be off early. He's got the kids. Like we we just keep each other informed and I always have them on my calendar. So, so we can have that coverage, but that support, I think, my one friend and I talk about it a lot. We used to live in villages and we used to have that communal support. And now we don't really have that anymore. And so it's an interesting thing to think back to of like, how can we receive the support, ask for the yeah. support and also just make it work, you know? Totally. I love everything that you're saying because you're really touching on, you know, first of all, motherhood is infiltrated with uncertainty and unpredictability. Right. And many of us like, I mean, most of us don't like that. Some of us really do, but most of us don't, but we don't know how to sit steady through it. We kind of react to it. And I'm hearing you say you learned and maybe you learned the hard way, meaning you thought one thing and then you were forced to learn from life itself that everything's unpredictable. Right. And so you had to kind of trial and error and you're still trialing er and error around what is this support piece? What does it look like to have your kids with care so that you can work and that your willingness to sort of not get too rigid around what's right and wrong, what's the right way, but to be willing to move with your kids' needs and your needs is so valuable. Right. Um, And you just touched on this. Like, Really, I'm imagining you talked about this with your, you know, in your entrepreneurial coaching as well, which is the giving and the receiving of support. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be able to be like, no, I got it. And then we don't got it. We're not supposed to got it by ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, those are two really valuable things, I think, for yeah. people to take away. Yeah. And, and the receivership is not always easy, especially no. asking like, and, and depending on where you're at in your business, like sometimes it feels away because you're like, well, they might be the breadwinner now. And, and you, again, uncapped potential plans to be the breadwinner. But then you're like, oh, can you really mess around your schedule? And oh, well, I'll figure it out. And I got it. And it's a lot. Like the mental load is a lot. I'm not going to lie. Being a, Again, being a mompreneur is not the easiest option. I personally think it's the best gift in the world. But it's certainly not like the easiest okay. route that you could take. Not for the faint of heart. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that support piece I have found is just absolutely key to, to my success. And, and like you said, the intentionality and the ebbs and flow of it. Like I am just always very aware of what feels, again, the fun, what feels good in this moment. And lately in December, when we decided to pull them, I just really wanted to do more activities with them, be with them more. And so I'm like, that's what we're going to do. And then we'll figure out the next step, like kind of one foot in front of the other and always knowing my bigger vision goal. It just keeps the ball rolling. And I don't have to always, I don't ever really know the how, even though my control freak self would like to think that I do. <laughs> well, it's funny. You are describing, I think many of us can relate to the sort of recovering perfectionist. You know, you're describing yourself as control freak or recovering perfectionist. You sound to me like someone who's really committed to fluidity. And, and sort of leaning into whatever the moment requires. And I think that is actually a mindset that is really helpful in mothering in general, especially entrepreneurship and mothering, and really required actually to help us get less revved up in those moments of um, unpredictability, right? So I think probably, you know, you being someone who really, really, I believe, not just presents, often authentically is moving through this with grace, my guess is that that is a big part of it, that you're really sort of willing to sort of set down one expectation and shift over to this because this is what the moment calls for. And that's so important. Yeah, I appreciate that reflection because this is the work that I've been doing. Like yeah. this whole at least year or so, that's been my focus is how do I let go of control? I mean, it's like, when you try to force your baby to take a nap, this is the stage that I'm in right now. My toddlers have no interest in taking a nap and I cannot force them no matter how much I want to try. You know, you don't, it's like one of those moments where you eventually have to concede and then you can choose. Am I just going to breathe through it and be like, this is what's happening. This is life. Like they're their own humans and I'm mine and we've got to figure it out. And I, I just, I keep seeing those parallels and that's the beautiful thing of mompreneurship is like your momming influences your business so much and that we're constantly learning lessons from them that then we're applying to our business. So yeah. just trying to, to ride the waves. If you listen to me doing interviews a year ago, you would not hear as much of this chill and flow, much more linear strategy, but that's the growth, right? That's, that's the beauty of being a human. We keep evolving. Mm -hmm. So Megan, before we click off today, I am going to make sure people who listen or watch this now or who listen later know where to find you. But any last parting words for our crew about anything you have coming up or any advice you have for mompreneurs or moms who want to be mompreneurs? Yeah. The big thing I, I recently was talking um, at a high school, actually, with some young, young girls and talking about entrepreneurship and all these things. And the thing that I kept like word vomiting to each and every one of them was just this like, you don't need to know the next step. You just have to like listen to your gut and that you are the highest authority. You know what's best for you. Yeah. And so how can you stop outsourcing your power, go inward and take that next step based on what you want? And if you can throw in that fun piece too, that's great. 
So whether you're thinking about entrepreneurship or you're already one and maybe you're kind of beating yourself up or maybe you're loving it and you're, you can just take this as your sign of like, I'm on the right path. I'm doing it. That I know that's been the work that I've been working through is how do I listen to my inner voice and kind of know that the outside voices are great, but I can take the meat and leave the bones. I know what I need. Yeah. Yeah. That's so in line with what I talk with moms about who, when we're not talking about business, right? When we're just talking about what it's like to, to be a human, to be a mother. And so there's so much overlap there. Thank you. Thank you. I love chatting with you. Let's do it again. Let's do it again and again. We'll have to create another type of collaboration together because you're just fabulous. And your episode is actually going live on the podcast on Monday. Okay. So... So we can so come tune into the podcast and come check out our reel and all the things if you haven't had a chance to watch and hear all of Kate's amazingness. Aww. I would love for you guys to check it out because it was straight gold. I loved our conversation. Thank you, Megan. I'll see you soon. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe and review so more mompreneurs can find this beautiful movement we're co-creating. We seriously couldn't do it without you which is why we're looking for more mompreneurs to collaborate with. Applications are officially open to become a contributor for our upcoming book, TV show, to get visible as a sponsor, and so much more. If you're interested, head to themompreneurguide.com right now to apply. See you next time.